0: Hey, hey, everyone. This is the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer, a dating and makeover expert, where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. Dating today is hard enough, especially as you get used to the new COVID world, right? But dating is especially difficult when you have been the target of emotional, verbal, or narcissistic abuse. Now, narcissistic abuse is a form of covert emotional manipulation where you have been either belittled, isolated, and controlled by a narcissist, you know, blamed for everything and anything that has happened. And I know I work with a lot of people who attract narcissistic partners. And I even did a whole episode a while back on how to stop attracting narcissists. So I definitely encourage you to listen to that if you are out there looking for ways to become what I call. A narcissist repellent, and believe me, there are things that you can do to repel people like that and unfortunately it 's a really common pattern, especially if you are an over caretaker and tend to focus on others rather than yourself but you know i haven 't really focused on how to recover from a narcissistic abuse that you might have experienced so that you can learn how to trust and date again. And here's the thing, it is so hard to recover from one of those toxic relationships, especially like this, because not only are you healing from the trauma of the toxicity, you might not even be sure you want to date again. And any survivor of narcissistic abuse can tell you that it's exhausting to even think about another person after the mind games he or she has gone through. And here's the thing that's important to understand. People with narcissistic personality personality disorder don't really love themselves, which is confusing because sometimes... They look like they're really into themselves, right? But actually, they're driven by shame. Deep down, narcissists feel the gap between the facade they show the world, okay? Now, this facade, or the mask, if you will, they show, could be looking like this confident, charismatic person who has lots of personality, but then there's this gap between that person you see and the shame-based self they actually feel. And so they are working constantly to avoid feeling that shame. And that's why they often will put the other person down or make themselves look really, really good. And so the narcissist uses defense mechanisms that are really destructive to relationships and cause that pain and damage to their loved ones and this is what the narcissistic abuse is all about and it can look like a lot of different things it can be emotional mental physical financial spiritual sexual and i'm just going to like list a few of them to see if this is something you've experienced i mean it could be verbal abuse right belittling bullying accusing blaming raging interrupting, all of the name-calling that you might experience. Manipulation. They are the masters of manipulation. Emotional blackmail. They might use threats or angers or intimidation, like if you don't do this, then this will happen. And so then you're in this constant fear. They gaslight you. Do you know what gaslighting is? Gaslighting is that distrust that they instill in you and your own perceptions of reality. So then you start to actually believe that you're not competent. And then they're constantly competitive with you, right? They'll try to one-up you or be better than you somehow. And, and, you know, the list kind of goes on and on, but those are just some to name the few. And if you've experienced any of this, no wonder it feels hard to imagine trusting people and even more so yourself to put yourself out there. And and that can be really scary. In fact, because you're scared of getting hurt again, you might date with a bunch of armor to block people from really getting to know you. And in essence, you're trying to block that from happening and using that as a vetting process. But that can also backfire because you're not allowing for people to really see and feel you. So with me on the line today is a woman who is recovering from being in a marriage with a narcissist, and she is struggling to find the courage and confidence to let go and think about dating again. And I hope I can help. Jane, are you there? Welcome.
1: I'm here
0: Oh there you are. Hi, oh, hi. hi, hi. Oh hi. my gosh. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I know I mean that's it's really courageous, especially everything that you've been going through. Maybe just like introduce yourself and you know where you come from and and then tell a little bit about you know what you're dealing with.
1: Um okay, yeah, my name's Jane, and i um, I live in a really wonderful uh, small town. Hmm. Um, I've got a great home up in the forest but just outside of the, um, a really lively, uh, lively town and um, I've been married for uh, well this August would have been 17 years and um, I work as a leadership and business coach and mentor so I do a lot of one-on-one work with with people who are kind of looking for um, some some help and in growth kind of in the professional area, but we do sometimes you know we we touch on some of the personal stuff too and in during these uh, seventeen years, um I've had lots of ups and downs with um my relationship, and all of the things that you were just listing it was interesting mm-hmm. as I was going, oh, yep, that too oh that too. <laughs> you're like check you know, check yeah, check that. yeah, yeah, competition, gaslighting um just mm-hmm. like just random emotional upheaval, you know, for, I don't know why. And, and I've been trying for so long to figure out, you know, cause I'm, I, cause I, I've helped people. Right. And so yeah. I spent the whole relationship thinking, um, okay, well, if I could just figure this out, if I could just figure out, you know, how to crack the nut, how can I get, get to, to through to him and um, solve this problem. And we're, I spent the whole time working so hard, and really, to be honest, I spent the majority of the relationship in a lot of pain and and hurt. And uh, you didn't talk about it, but there's a whole kind of uh, concept—the whole trauma bonding thing—that mm, you know, when you're in a relationship yes. with someone like a narcissist, that even if you're a smart, intelligent, thoughtful person, you can get hooked in, and it's so hard to break away. Um, and then. Recently, I guess it was last year sometime, a friend of mine sent me an article and I can't remember what it was exactly, but it was something about how how a, a narcissist or a really smart narcissist can um get away with things or with something. It and she thought of me and I read it and it just everything fell into place and I realized that's what I'm dealing with. Mm. That's what I'm dealing with and it it was hard, but it also, um, <clears throat> it helped me. I could finally put a label on it in a way. Yeah. And really what, what came out of it was that I realized that there isn't really anything that I can do about it. And what I needed to do was to figure out what I had to do for myself.
0: Oof, yeah. yeah. That's so powerful. You know, I, and I think that's one of the things that also happens when you're in a narcissistic relationship With somebody who is one, is that you feel so alone, and and you start thinking, Mm -hmm. well, what's wrong with me? Like, why can't I figure this out? And especially with someone like you who does that for a living, right? Right, figuring (laughs) it out, and it's like (laughs) there's got to be an answer, right? There's There's got to be, be, yeah. And and like like you, right? I can just figure it out if
1: I can just find the right Mm -hmm. combination of what we can do, or what I can say, or how I can help him. Because the one thing that that is true. Um is that I believe in my situation, he really is working from a place of shame, like such deep shame mm-hmm. that um yeah, was just so pervasive it was it became so obvious to me, and I thought if I could just help him, if I could just help heal that wound, and that really was actually feeding the problem.
0: I was just going to say that was like feeding the monster almost. Yeah. It yeah. yeah. And, and it's a counterintuitive to somebody who is a helper. And that's the loop where people get caught in, you know, cause you think the more yeah. you help, the more it'll get fixed, but it actually just creates the monster to get bigger and bigger. And that, that is the hardest yeah. thing. Yeah. I, but you know, I wondered, so how, how has this kind of narcissistic abuse that you've experienced impacted your ability to like trust and move on and like, what's been coming up for you? Wow. Um, <laughs> there's a lot I could say about that.
1: Um, it, I, it's, I have to say that when this, um, when, when we finally decided that we were going to separate and go our, separate and go our separate ways, I, I really took stock of how I was as a person, and I realized I basically had had my confidence was completely shattered. I had no self esteem. I felt like there was no sense of my own value, and no trust is just not something that that felt familiar to me at that point. And you know, before you can trust anybody else, you have to be able to trust yourself, right? I mean, I think mm-hmm. I think, um, and so that just feels like it was completely shattered. And mm-hmm. now, now it's about trying to kind of find my way back to, um, to feeling more confident with myself so that I can trust myself so I can move forward. Uh, it really, um, it, it's, it's like, I have to kind of start from scratch yeah. to, to, to come back and, and, and I've been able to, you know, to do a lot of, uh, a lot of work. So far, but I still, I still feel very, very fragile and very tender, very, very fragile and tender
0: areas. Mm. So what, um, tell me more about that. Trust. You said to trust yourself. Cause that's something really common. Like yeah. what, what don't you trust about yourself?
1: Hmm. Uh, well i I feel like it's really difficult to to make any kind of decisions about really almost about anything um always feeling like I'm gonna make the wrong decision and mm. I know that whenever I feel like I'm faced with something about you know where I have to make some kind of choice mm.
0: mm-hmm. uh, i
1: I can feel that um sensation of he he's gonna he's gonna challenge me. He's gonna question me. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm I'm peeling it away a little bit, but I can still hear that voice inside me of, of that needing to needing to question myself. What but it's not me, right? It's like it's like an outside voice. And it was mm-hmm. like, um my partner uh, kind of that constant challenging me. And so making any kind of a decision, uh, and, and even what was it really interesting, this is really interesting for me, it was like, uh, when we decided to separate and, um, and move on with our, our lives, I felt really, really alone, completely alone, and that there wasn't really anybody out there that would be supportive for me, and I, because I just didn't believe that, you know, the people, my so-called friends, you know, that they would Kind of be there for me. That mm. I thought everyone's going to run to him, right? And, mm. and not trusting relationships, even people who have said to me that, no, I'm there for you. I really care about you. Not even trusting that that was true. And mm. Happily, pe- there have been some people who have, you know, metaphorically thrown their arms around me, which is nice. But I still, it, there's a part of me that's still like, wait, I don't believe
0: it. I, I was just going to ask yeah. you that, but yeah. do you believe that? Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm getting better.
1: I am. But mm-hmm. but there's still that question, you know, that, um, no, they're just being nice, you know, or you, they don't really mean it.
0: Yeah. Does it make sense? I, I, it it's does. Hard. It yeah. makes total sense. And it's this is exactly like what so many people struggle with, you know, when you've been in this, it's almost like a PTSD kind mm-hmm. of reaction to something. You've been like through a war and you're like, wait, when's the bomb going to drop again? <laughs> um, yeah, But I have a question, like, was, was this always the case? Like even before you were in a relationship with him, like, did, was there always like some trust issues or was it just simply after being <laughs> in this relationship? I think we both know the answer to that question. I I actually don't. (laughs) Inquiring minds want to know.
1: Um, I would say from a very vulnerable place, um, yes, that has been a current theme for me, even far back as I can remember. And so, yeah, as it turns out, I think my mom and my dad both were narcissists as well. So, Uh, uh, And and so I kind of wonder, how did I end up not, kind of falling into that pattern. I I don't know, but um, yeah. So, so trust and, and uh, all of that was a challenge for me, even, even very young. So it makes sense.
0: It totally makes sense. But like with your parents who, well, at least you think that they might've been narcissists, mm-hmm. like what was your role with them?
1: Wow. <sighs> when i think about it that way that's mm-hmm. a good question
0: um like what did you do when they
1: uh, i i feel like and now this is my grown up voice now talking yeah. from my little person but i'm i'm kind of seeing it through grown up eyes i i felt like you know and it's always much more complicated than this but i felt like um i was there to i somehow was there to serve them in some way like uh-huh. um, um. Yeah, like, like for my dad, it might have been to. to he was, you know, kind of living vicariously through me in some ways. In some, you know, um, mm-hmm. trying to solve like things that he wasn't able to do, he wanted me to do and uh. to do it his way. And and I always had to check with him before doing anything. And it was that same experience of like if I wanted to make a decision or I wanted to have something or I wanted to to make a choice it was his voice that I was hearing all the time to challenge.
0: And when you took that challenge and you did it, did you Mm -hmm. get praised for it or was it like not enough? No, not really. No, Mm. no.
1: Uh, Constant critiquing, constant critiquing of, uh, (sighs) you know, what, what to do, what, yeah, and I'm sort of like going back there in my mind a little bit now as we're as we're just yeah, talking yeah. about this. Yeah, um, it was no, I never good enough. Really, is how it felt. Never good enough, and just wanting so desperately to be appreciated and accepted. Which is an interesting thing that just came up for me recently. Is the uh, is this concept of feeling rejected, mm-hmm. and how throughout my relationship, like one, but there was like the honeymoon phase, the beginning, right? Where everything's like the love bombing and it's all really sweet and wonderful. But then as it started to turn, it was these little microscopically um, larger, getting larger and larger experiences of rejecting me. And what, what that did for me is it just made me want to try harder to, to be accepted, to get the love. Yeah. And that's what's similar for me as a kid. Right, right. Is I was kind of not feeling good enough and trying and not feeling like I was accepted and then trying to adjust myself to to try to get that acceptance and praise, which never really totally came. And so it's was like kind of a constant way, constant um, uh, attempt at
0: trying to just like, hey, you know, just love me for who I am right. Is this enough? Right. If I do this, will this, right. be, will enough? this be enough? Yeah,
1: right. yeah. Yeah. But that's scary to me though, too. What's scary? It's scary. To, if, if somebody actually truly loved me for just myself,
0: mm. that makes
1: me feel really nervous.
0: What, what is nerve wracking about that?
1: yeah, I don't know. I was, it's a, a sense of, I think, I think it's, it's a sense of really being really vulnerable. Mm. Mm-hmm. And without the confidence to support that vulnerability. Mm-hmm. I'm just getting this in a second right now, by the way. Um, Without the, without kind of the underlying confidence to support really being vulnerable, that's a pretty scary thing. It feels, I feel very fragile. And so to to yeah. like deal with that, of course, I'm gonna like fight it or deflect it or, you know, not not trust yes. it, not
0: trust it, <laughs> not trust it, yes. yeah. yeah. Well, and and that makes sense. And, and if you think about it. Then what would you do? You would default to where your confidence is. Because if that's not, that's not where your level of confidence is, is being vulnerable and people really seeing you and loving you for just who you are rather than what you give,
1: mm-hmm.
0: then you'll default to distracting to give to other people or give to the narcissist mm-hmm. just so that you yeah. don't have to feel that. Right. Yeah, so that's not good. Well, right. <laughs> you're like, yeah, okay, no, that that isn't a good. There that's go. not a good plan, no. Right, and and so I think that's the loop you're kind of caught in. It's like yeah. the one thing you want, you're also fearful of. Right. It's like you want to be seen, you want to be like loved for who you are, but then that also scares you at the same time. So your default button we'll go back to being the giver and doing like circus moves and cartwheels to get that validation. Cause you know how to do that. Oh, that sounds so true. <laughs> yeah. And, and then
1: when, as I'm feeling that right now in this moment, it just, it feels really sad. It just feels really but, uh
0: What's hitting you right now? Like what's the sad part? it's the
1: um it's just that that push and pull that that mm-hmm. back and forth of of how much i would love to just be myself and just have myself yeah. you know be out there and have that be okay and 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 then be accepted for that for who i am and then this automatic sense of running away from it running away from anybody who might show me that.
0: Yeah. You know, that, that, and that's,
1: I don't know. It just feels really sad. It feels really sad
0: too. I, and I, yeah. and I so, I so know what you're feeling right now. And it, mm-hmm. it's, it is, it's like a tug of war that's mm-hmm. going on. And, but here's the good news is that first of all, that you're aware of it and you're accessing it and you're feeling it, but it's, you're uncertain on how to overcome this. Cause it's like, it does sound like, and I even heard it in your voice. Like there's excitement to think about you just unleashing that side of you and being like, here I am, you know, and just being you Jane and Mm -hmm. having somebody love you, but you know, you're, it's just the script that was written really early on that anytime you did that, the, the rug would be pulled under your feet, you know, so that it you didn't trust it back then. Ouch. So yeah. So it's just rewriting the script basically. And by no means can that like be a quick script, you know, like this, mm-hmm. you're recreating mm-hmm. a, a new story and you're, it's just going back to the beginning because those, that old script is an old script and that's your parents. And, you know, it's like kind of lovingly give that back to them. Cause that's not mm-hmm. yours. It's just not yours. And so the question becomes, well, how do you do that? Right? Like, I know you're smart enough to know all this stuff, but it's, it's, it's another thing to say, okay, but what, where do I start kind of thing? Cause that's what yeah, I wanted it- to ask you, like, what, when you envision like what you want let, let's just say mm-hmm. in the next month what would feel really good for you like do you have any like secret desires and wishes around like mm. what you want mm.
1: well I, I would love to not have to have conversations with my uh, with my husband soon to be ex-husband uh-huh um, because the problem yeah. is if people have studied it all or Learned anything about narcissistic abuse and being in a relationship with a narcissist is that the only way to deal with it is to have no contact. And, right. Right. And yet, however, if you have children, no contact is really hard. Exactly. And so, um, and so, while we're in this time where we're um, kind of dividing up the assets and, and dealing with that, and we have a, our child is older, so thank thank God, you know that um, he he kind of gets it, and so um, he's almost an adult. But um, we still have to have these conversations and it's every time I talk with him, it just throws me into some sadness and sometimes into a pretty, pretty uncomfortable depression. And, and if I could wave a magic wand, it would be to not have to talk with him for a month, (laughs) but that's
0: probably not going to happen. How often do you talk to him? right now? Like what, and, and what's the nature of the talk? Like, does he come over? Does he talk to you on the phone? Is it texts? It's primarily texts. And, and, okay. and I've, I've kind of laid a
1: boundary. Um, he's out of the house and I, I do not have him come into the house. Okay, good. Yeah. If he has good. to pick, pick up something, mm-hmm. I put it out on the front porch and he can come pick it up and I, and I keep the door locked and he's not, he's not going to challenge that. I mean, th- thankfully he's, he's respecting that line. Um, and, and the conversations I try to keep pretty, um, I try to keep them kind of emotion free, Mm -hmm. but you know, he's a, he's a very gifted, brilliant narcissist. Yeah. Yeah. They
0: they know where you live. So he knows exactly like the jugular to go after, but when he, when he goes for the jugular and he, he gets you, what is your reaction? Like, what do you do at that point?
1: Um, sometimes I've reacted kind of badly. I've had like knee jerk, gotten angry mm, mm-hmm. and I've been trying very hard to, and thank, thankfully with text, at least it's not, we're not in our, each other's face and you can, yes. you can yes. there is a kind of a distance with that. And so I appreciate that. So I've been trying to, you know, pause and take a breath and just, try to try it's very hard but try to think bigger picture you know um Mm -hmm. and to try to understand what he's doing um it's it's just hard i find i find it get very very um uh, reactive Mm -hmm. and i'm trying to put my finger on it. it there's a because something happened just even last night and um I don't know if it's, if it's a control thing or if it's, if it's just, no, you know what it is. I think it's, it's that I really hate, and this is probably all the way from back in the beginning too. Mm -hmm. Is what's really painful for me is to be misunderstood and not perceived for the person who I actually really am. Mm. And so when he, kind of gets under my skin or says something or, or something it's, it's because he's typically it's because he's seeing me in an unflattering way, you know, that like, Oh, I'm being difficult or I'm, you know, whatever. And I'm really not that kind of person.
0: Mm -hmm, And, mm -hmm. and so
1: he's creating a scenario where, you know, he's calling me something that I'm actually not, or he's he's painting this picture of me being somebody that I'm not. And that makes me so angry and so sad and so frustrated all at the same time that it does get really core, right? It gets to that really core deep place. So even though I want to not react, it's really hard. It's really hard because it's so tender.
0: And so when you react, what do you do? You send back like an angry text? Um... And defend yourself? Do you go in defense mode? I kind of go into defense mode, although right. I know
1: that that's the worst thing you can do. The worst, the worst. Yeah, okay, kinda, I try not to, but I, 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 I know it's happening when I do it, and I'll do it anyway.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, come on, I, you mean you're human, Jane? Yeah. How right. dare as, you? As I'm typing it out, I'm going, "You're being defensive. Don't do it." And I hit send, of course. You know? Okay, well, and, we may need to come up with a hack for that. Just yeah, yeah, you know, like good, for that. Yeah. So, well, okay, so that's number one on your wish list. What? What's mm-hmm. another? other thing that you're wanting. Oh. And I'll circle back to that.
1: Um. Mm. You know, for, um, for a while there, I just, I've just been wishing that, that I, there was a man that would just be nice to me, you know, but as soon as I start to think about wanting to connect with other men, I get real scared. So I kind of, here's what it, I want to not feel scared to to venture out in that direction um Mm -hmm. because something did happen recently um and this was kind of interesting is that i you know i have sort of had my you know kind of been out there online a little bit i kind of like stuck my toe in the water and
0: and
1: um and uh And I think we talked about this before that flirting is not a problem for me. I, you know, I love to flirt. It's, it's, (laughs) it's good, but it's also at that superficial level, which is Uh pretty easy, right? Yes. Yes. But I did make a little bit of a connection with one gentleman and we ended up actually talking on the phone one time. And as soon as we got off the phone, I felt sick to my stomach and I just wanted to cry.
0: Uh, What hit you? I think,
1: um... I think it was it was just this big overwhelming feeling of like I just don't want to do this.
0: hmm I
1: just don't want to do this. It's been so long and mm-hmm. I, I I didn't, yeah, it just it felt so uncomfortable to even think about going in that direction. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, it's I like, I don't know. It's still, it feels very murky. It just,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, yeah, I just, I, I, I hung up the phone and then I called a friend and said, look, I just, this just happened. And I just, I just want to cry. It just, it feels awful. And yeah. So,
0: so what did you end up doing with that? Did you just drop it?
1: Um, I, I politely let him know that I wasn't ready to ah, pursue okay. this. And okay. yeah, cause I didn't want to just drop it. I mean, I, that's,
0: that to me feels really so you did, <laughs> yeah no 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 but you closed it out in other words just for that but i really liked what you said before just the whole notion of like dating and getting into it and all that but just the fact of not being scared i think that's something you can work with and i you know when when you're coming out of a war the worst thing you could do is take off your armor and walk around naked. Like, <laughs> and no one, you know, like no one feels safe doing that. You know what I mean? And so yeah. I think the better approach is doing exactly what you said, but really getting clear and crystal clear on what little dents you can make so that not only the fear factor goes down, but that you can also start getting used to receiving Mm. and trusting and the receiving piece I think would be a really interesting thing for you because I, I just want to also, I mean, and you know this because we kind of chuckled before we hopped on that Mm -hmm. you are a caretaker through and through. You do this for a living. You're used to also steering the boat. You're Mm -hmm. used to being in control and that, That is a way of covering up you feeling vulnerable because that's too scary. So you much rather live in a place where you can be in control and help. Because helping is a way of controlling because then you don't have to like expose yourself. Oh, right. Well, because it's about them. It's about the other person. It's not about me. And you can do that all day long. But like what if... Uh, I mean, even just hopping on this podcast and letting me steer the podcast. I mean, like just that, you know what I mean? Or and like letting your friends, you know. That's do- so hard. <laughs> <laughs> you did a good job, by the way. I just like,
1: so want to take it where I want to go. And like,
0: yeah, anyway. So yeah. Well, I'm again. Just relaxing like, into it. <laughs> I, yeah. Good. Good. Because, well, as we've been doing this, what has been hard about it? Like what what kind of feelings come up as I've been kind of more helping you? Mm-hmm. Um.
1: yeah I don't, I don't know I feel like all these different threads where I was like oh we could go this way or I could talk about this or we could go ah, talk about yeah. these different things it's like oh well don't forget about this because this is important and yeah. um and actually I've been I've been doing pretty good kind of breathing into it going up, oh, just let it happen yeah you have just let it happen but um you know, and I don't know if, if this makes sense or not, but I, something that I have started doing that has been in, I think that it, it's really speaks to exactly what you're talking about. Maybe you can tell mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. um, I have decided to do something for myself. And so I started taking, um, natural horsemanship riding lessons. Oh yes. Yes. Great. And what's really beautiful about this is that I do need to be in control but it has to be an honest authentic control it's not about taking it it's mm-hmm. about actually owning it because they're going to figure it out horses are really smart but the other piece too is that i it, because it's natural horsemanship we don't use a saddle it's just with a blanket and i have to really feel him so i have to really take the horse like in like, what 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 what's he's doing uh-huh and we have to work together and mm. it's there so there's a a huge component of letting go Mm -hmm. as well as receiving Mm -hmm. and also kind of being in control, but only to a point. Yeah. It's all very new to me. It's so new and it's, um, I'm hoping that it will continue to help.
0: I oh, love that. And it's kind of going along the lines of things that I've been thinking about for you. So, I mean, some ideas around this, cause I do want you to like walk away from, with some tools, you know, just things that you can mm-hmm. think about. I mean, number one to just address this, like your number one wish is just to have your, the ex go away. I mean, and, and obviously like speaks, if we really right? did <laughs> have the magic wand, I would totally help you do that. But Thank since you. you have children, yeah, you do have to deal with this, and you're exactly right. Um, the, you know the, because they usually know where you live. Any emotion is emotion, good, bad, or indifferent. Like if you, because yeah. they feel like they got, they have the control over you. Whether they see you angry, sad, happy, like no matter what. So neutrality is the best approach and being very like matter of fact in business. And so I love that you put some boundaries is ways of like your communication. So it's just text. So that's great. Um, I would even um, just put even more of a button on it and keep it very business and lay out that the only exchange uh, in text should be about, you know, like the business of taking care of the children and that kind of thing. There's even, and you probably know this already, but just for you listening, there, there are websites that are court ordered. I don't, I, I, you probably know this, right, Jane? Do you know Mm -hmm. this? I don't know. Yeah, there are, there are communication portals that, that court has that the only way that A person can communicate with you is through that portal. So if it gets really bad, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. then the communication can go right through that portal. And what's great about that is it keeps a running record where then now it's in the courts. So it holds the narcissist accountable because he's not going to want to look bad, you know, like he doesn't want to get in trouble in that way. So that's that that's another like level i would say right. if it really gets to that point. And then the third thing that i will say around that is that i would come up with a strategy at least with text you can think about it when you get that like reaction in your stomach when it when he's starting to get at you, mm-hmm. put the phone down and i would do something else to distract you and i would do something that's physical. Hmm. Get mm-hmm. out of your head get into your body more. Do something like take a walk outside, do the dishes, dance, put on Zumba, like put yourself in a different state so that you don't like get it's, it. Cause it's a trance. It, so that is such a great idea. That is such a great it idea. Honestly, is a trance yeah. that they put you in. So you've got to do what I call a break state and you probably yeah. know what, what I'm talking about, but just to get your body into something different. So then once you're in a different state, then you can go back to the text and then answer in a matter of fact way back to business. No emotion, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. period, period. If, and if you can't do it, do not respond and do something until you can. And who cares? Even if it takes a day to respond back to him, what do you care? Unless it's something really important for your child, you know, like you mm-hmm. can wait. Yeah. You can wait. There's no there's no rush. Well, typically unfortunately. I mean, now that's a great idea. I love that mm-hmm. because
1: from for me being in my head is is it's that's where I live.
0: I know. Not not <laughs> as much as not as much as I used to, I'm
1: getting yeah. better, but it is where I live, you know. It's like it's up, up intellectually figuring things out. That's, yeah, that's that's the way to do it. So getting back down into my body and kind of letting my head have a, a moment for relaxation is, is yeah. a good idea. So I love that. The problem that I've experienced twice in the last couple of days is mm-hmm. when I don't respond right away. Yeah. Especially if there's like a question, do you want to, you know, do a or B, you know, that kind of right. a thing, whatever. When I don't respond, he, he just decides and does what he wants to do.
0: Okay. Well, like I said, if it's more time pressing and you know that he'll do that.
1: Yeah. I I know exactly what you're talking about. So Right. So it's like, wait a minute. I didn't say yes or no. It's like, well, you didn't answer. So I just went ahead with yes. Yeah. So then when that
0: happens, I would just respond in a very business-like way and say, I'll get back to you in 10 minutes. That's a good way to do it too. Thank you. Yeah. just, Yeah, just, Just say in a, like pretend Like he's just a business, like a, a, one of those bosses that you just have to, you know, talk to and, and, and that's all it is. And then dance for 10 minutes. And the reason why and I'm glad you kind of got what I was going with the whole head thing. Mm -hmm. See, when you were the young, the little girl, Jane learned that you had to like, you were, you expended so much energy trying to figure out how you could gain the love of your parents that you spent a lot, a lot of energy in your head and you still do that even with what you do for a living. So I encourage you and this is almost like a a segue into the other thing I want to talk to you about cuz you were talking about the horseback riding mm-hmm. is is to start doing things where you can be more in your body just overall. Like I would encourage you to get back to like Like, who are you, Jane, separate from this guy? You know, and do things for yourself. It's no one else. And I know you're gonna laugh, but I like pole dancing is something that has helped (laughs) a lot of women get into themselves because pole dancing is actually about you. It's not even about the man. And Mm -hmm. I've also had a lot of, you know, clients and friends say that they've built a great community. Now I know we're in COVID, so pole dancing might not happen in the studios, but you know, there's a lot of things happening online. Um, also when we get back to dancing, like salsa dancing and doing things where you have to be in the receiving mode, but in your body would be really good for you mm-hmm. and letting a man. Move, well, I always
1: loved you know. dancing. I loved partner dancing. And and oh, that's the, the other ahead. thing, yeah, yeah, the other thing that's just really that I absolutely hate and you could take your magic wand out right now. And, yeah. that, and that's the whole COVID thing because uh, yeah, there's so much that I would do if I could get out more and I would just, I would love to be with my, actually be with my friends and like, you know, and yeah. do things. And so that is really hard to be kind of stuck in this, you know, needing to be cautious. So, I, I,
0: I totally yeah. hear you. I yeah. mean, we all, I think we're all there. And yeah. especially if you're more of like a, a person, person, you know, in person. Yeah. um, But I will say that actually, I think this is the perfect time for you. And I'll tell you why. Oh, please do. (laughs) Yes. Um, I'll do a little pushback. And I've been talking a lot about this. Is that the one thing that I would love for you to work on is learning how to even have conversations where you receive. And what better way to practice that in the comfort of your own home, where you're not Relying on any physical, but even just like the phone conversations that you have with people. And it, mm-hmm. you know, I wouldn't even think of the apps for you as ways of dating. I would replace that with the word being social and with male energy and just getting used to like male energy again and just learning what it could be like to let a man drive a little bit more the conversation and you practicing receiving by sharing more about you. And Mm -hmm. having conversations and practicing is so perfect. Like a lot of my clients that are working on this right now are feeling more connected than they ever did before when even, you know, before this whole thing happened. So I really... I encourage you to just do more practice around that. And I think with those three things, like doing things in your body, having some more parameters with the whole texting thing with your ex, mm-hmm. and then also practicing, just sharing more about you, but just little bits at a time. And, and Jane, I could just, I would go really slow. Cause I know, again, I don't want to strip you naked. Like, I'm just saying you can put the shield down and just like practice that. And then put the, and then put the sword down, you know, like you just do like <laughs> the, the armor just kind of peels off a little by little. And like, okay, well, I'm going to share something that I like, and let's see if this guy is paying attention, you know, like, and just yeah. do it more as a way of research, if anything else. And I think it's a mindset thing with you. And I think if you just wrap your mindset around that versus, oh my God, I got a date and he could be my boyfriend and oh my God, he could be a narcissist in a relationship and oh my God, that's way too much. And that all like shut you down.
1: Yeah. It's really, it's, it's, uh, as you're saying this, my head's going, yeah, okay. That sounds good. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> but my, my, my heart is my heart and my body and my soul is going, yeah, I don't know how to do that. Um, it, because and I think this is, I was trying to figure, in my head, trying to figure it out, yeah. um, uh, that when I get involved in in like anything, mm-hmm. I, I like really kind of go for it, you know? And so if I connect with, I'm imagining, you know, I connect yes. with a, 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 a gentleman on some, somewhere online or wherever, and a conversation starts to happen, whatever. It's like, I'm just going to like put all of my focus on that. And the concept of maybe trying to do that with two or three, like not going like fully and like diving in, I, I'm not really sure how to navigate that.
0: Exactly. And which yeah. is why I want you practicing that because oh, okay. I think no, that, for the, that's the exact reason because <laughs> you, that's your tendency. And again, I know you and I've talked before about coaching and stuff like that, but even if there was like a friend or somebody who could kind of hold you accountable, I want you just practicing not getting attached to the outcome and not going all in and getting sucked into this like deep thing that, that, is something like, cause then you'll get into that like fix it thing and like, okay, and I'm going to make this work and this is, and then you'll get like, you'll go all in and I don't want you doing that. I just want you getting a little selfish and practice receiving and sharing things about yourself and seeing who shows up. And again, like when you get better at that and you feel safer doing that, then you go to the next level, you know, and, and, Because that's why it feels so scary for you, because I think you're thinking of it as the naked woman rather than just taking down the sword. That's a really good way to think of it.
1: Because no one wants to stand
0: there naked and be totally exposed after being in a war. Nobody. Yeah. So I, I would really encourage that. And of course, you know, I'm always here to help you, but I hope was that, did, did that all make sense? Was that yes, helpful? it does. And, and that
1: image actually is, is like really, really resonating for me too. It's like, okay. I don't have to, you know, to, to just to be there. Yeah. I don't have to, I don't have to be all like clad in all of my armor with all of my, my tools and tricks and whatever, but right. I can, I can lower it a little bit and, and be there, but I don't have to be there for somebody else. Heck no. I'm I'm gonna be there for me. And and God, why I don't know why this is so hard, but I'm trying to put a lot of focus on this. It's like exactly that. Like, what do I want? Yes. What do I want? Not oh, will I fit? Not yes. that. Not that. Yes. Where do I want to be? Or what do I want? And
0: it's a tough that's a tough one. It's really tough. It is tough. And this is the time that's why I think COVID is perfect for you. This is the time to figure that out, right? Mm -hmm. Like you, you have all the focus. It can be just on you right now and pulling in and really taking a look at all the stuff. Like, who are you, Jane, separate from the caregiver, the provider, the Mm go-getter, like just know that knowing that you're enough. I mean, the, the little girl, Jane never got that. So you gotta like, give that to yourself and that you knowing that you are enough separate from what you provide for others. That's profound for me. (laughs) That is really Mm -hmm. profound for me.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm really glad that this is being recorded because I can refer back to this and hear this part again for me. Um oh, yeah it's just good. that being feeling like I'm enough and um yeah you are kind of like you know yeah and like and 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 find ways to to feed and nurture that the little one in, inside of me with what the truth was Mhm which was I I didn't get what I needed I didn't get the The confidence building, the self esteem building, the the acknowledgement, the acceptance, then, which has me on this, had me on this like constant search to try to figure out how do I get that from from somebody else, right, or something else, as opposed to just figuring out what do I want and then making it happen for myself. Bingo. Yeah. Wow. That's good.
0: And that's how we roll here the charisma yeah. potion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, James.
1: This is where we, this is where
0: we ring the bell going yes. I yes. don't anything right, right. Yeah. Oh, Well yeah. no, I, I'm so glad you, you hopped on and yeah. I I do Thank you so much. It's helpful and yeah. And I, we talked a little bit about this before, you know, the motions always run high and low as you're recovering from this stuff. And for each bad day, there's going to be a great day ahead. And it's just a matter of like how you, you go through it. So yeah. Yeah. anyway. I know. Yeah. I did.
1: I did really kind of set myself up by saying, look at kind of talk, having a conversation with myself mm-hmm. um, saying, you know, look, just because I'm having a great day today doesn't mean that that's going to be how I'm going to be for, you know, this one, it's going to be a bumpy road. It's going to go up and down and to just, if I'm having a bad day to just let myself feel whatever I'm feeling. And, um, and then sure enough, you know, something happens and I'll, and I'll start to feel a little better and to try to be kind of like easy on myself to not beat myself up for having, you know, a bad day or getting really depressed or sad about something. And,
0: um, It's that coupled with having tools in your toolbox to then also make movement and and get through some of this stuff so that you start breaking patterns. Because there's one thing that I want, like not just you, but you listening to this is that, you know, it's one thing to know it and analyze it and connect it and be aware of it. It's another to then start doing something about it. And that's where the action mm-hmm. piece comes in and the stuff that we talked about today. Yeah, so yeah. Jane, I so. know you'll do it. I, maybe I'm we'll looking forward
1: a- to it. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to doing some of the stuff. So Awesome.
0: Awesome. All right. Well, again, thanks for joining me today. This has been the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, of course, Kimmy Seltzer. And remember you can build confidence, make connections and find love from the outside in. And if you want to Know more, make sure you go to my site as always, kimmyseltzer.com. And if you're feeling stuck in recovering from a narcissistic relationship and patterns and want help moving on, sign up for a free coaching call where I will help you, as I did with Jane, pinpoint areas that you are getting stuck in and ways that you can break free from them. And if you want to know if you are the dating type, or the archetype, if you will, of the narcissist magnet, take my quiz right here and see. And stay tuned until next week with more tips on how to feel and look fabulous every day.